Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned before, our text for our message tonight comes from the book of Galatians, and specifically verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Here ends our reading. You may be seated. Growing up, I always loved the 4th of July. It was always a day that I would look forward to every year. I don't know what it was, whether it was the very nice, rather hot weather that we would always have, or the time spent with family or friends, or the parades, or even fireworks, whether I was shooting them off myself or watching much bigger displays, either out by the lake and where I grew up. I always look forward to the 4th of July every year. And it was always fun to see a bunch of people gather together as Americans and celebrate what we have in common. My church, my home church growing up in Germantown, Wisconsin, every year we would do a, a float that we would use in our parade in Germantown as we do here at St. Lawrence. And it was always fun going around passing out candy or handing out flags. I think one year we did bubbles. But whatever we passed out, it was always fun. And what really struck me was seeing all the people lined up along the parade route and how many different people from different backgrounds, different belief systems, all united on the 4th of July to celebrate the common freedoms that we all enjoy as Americans. And this year will be no different. Even though it may not seem like it already is the 4th of July due to all the rain and kind of the lack of spring that we really didn't have this year, it'll be already next week. And again, there will be celebrations. Maybe you already have plans with your family or friends to go out and celebrate our, the founding of our country. Or maybe you're going to the parade, whether it's here in Frankenmuth or in the surrounding communities. Maybe you'll take note of the same thing. Maybe you'll see some neighbors that you haven't seen in a while. But as you look out, say like you're at a parade or something, look out and see how many people join together on this day, on the 4th of July. And maybe if it's only one day out of the 365 days of the year that we as Americans truly celebrate what we all have in common, it's going to be a wonderful day. And pretty soon the 4th of July will come and go and it'll be over. And the summer, as my grandpa would always say, well, it's kind of all downhill from here. <laughs> but hopefully we can keep some good weather for a while. But this freedom that we have, that we celebrate as a country, is not here by any accident. And I think it's important as we celebrate here in our patriotic praise services and also over the 4th of July that we remember both why we have the freedoms that we have in this country and how we still have the ability to celebrate those freedoms even today. So I'll start with the why. The reason that we have the freedoms in this country, the freedom to live where we want, the freedom to work wherever we want based on our, our abilities, the freedom to go to school, or really to do almost whatever we want within the law, 
brings us back all the way to the founding of, founding of our country. For some of the most famous words of our founding documents of this country come from the Declaration of Independence. Words that I'm sure many of you know, maybe by heart, or at least know it very well. For it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men were created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, although I don't want to turn my sermon strictly into an American history lesson, these words are very important to understand why we have such freedoms in our country today. You see, our founding fathers recognized that in order to have people and to give them the ability to live in a free society, they had to recognize one simple but very profound truth, that all people no matter who they are, where they came from, are, have certain, unalienable as the word says, certain rights given by God, given by their creator. For all of us, all of us here in America have rights that are given to us, not by a government, not by people who say that we are who we are, but our rights and our human value all come from God. And this has been the building block of Western civilization and especially since our country's founding in 1776. For it is God who gives every human being, you and me included, their value. And no matter who you are, where you come from, or what abilities you have, no one can take that away from you. And that was an important truth that was recognized at the beginning of our country. And that's why we are free people, that we are able to live lives based on freedom and to live lives and fulfill our desires and our dreams. But then we get to the how. How does that happen? You know, there's a difference between an ideology that sees that someone is free and has value given by God, but there's a difference between how that is carried out. Well, one of the other wonderful things that we will be celebrating in the patriotic praise service, I know tomorrow we will go through all the, the Navy, the military, all the branches, all the branches of our military tomorrow. We'll be honoring all those men and women who serve our country today, who have served our country, and those who have given the ultimate price for freedom. That's how. We enjoy the freedoms we have today. For these are men and women who believe so truly in the freedoms of our country that they are willing to set aside their lives to fight for our nation. And they have done so in the past and they continue to do so today. So that brings us to our text. In the book of Galatians, Paul is talking about many, new Christians, many of them who are new to the faith. And he's telling them about another type of freedom, a freedom that has been won by Christ. For these early Christian believers needed to hear that they have been set free from something. And it's the same case for you and I. Even though we enjoy a lot of freedoms in this country today, there is one freedom that we could never free ourselves from. And you probably know what I'm going to say. 
And that, of course, is the freedom from sin. For all of us, you and I included, were born sinful. We were born against God's law and were turned against him, and we could not earn our own forgiveness. But God, because he created, created us in his image, loved us so much, sent his son, who died on the cross for our sins, who has forgiven us and set us free from what Paul calls the yoke of slavery. And that yoke of slavery he talks about is a slavery to sin. The desires that naturally spring up from a sinful nature that oppose God's law and, and perhaps harm one another, that is what Christ came to free us from, to forgive us from, and to give us a new life. You may have heard the phrase, freedom is not free. And that certainly is the case when talking about the men and women who have served our country and ultimately gave the ultimate sacrifice for our country so that we could enjoy the freedoms that we have today. But I think that phrase, freedom is not free, could also be applied to what Christ has done for us. For of course, the freedom, the freedom from sin that we enjoy was given by Christ, who gave his life so that we may be set free from sin and given a new life. But Paul warns us that this freedom that we are given does not allow us to do whatever we want in our lives. For just as there are laws in our country that protect one another's rights and protect the, the freedoms that we have, there is also ways that we, as Christians, ought to live our lives. Before, talks about, before Paul talks about what we call the fruit of the Spirit, he goes through what is called the works of the flesh. And I, let, I read the list in our reading there, kind of a listing, even though it is not exhaustive, is a rather convicting list. Many sins that we are tempted to fall into time and time again. And Paul is telling these Christians, and it is recorded in the Bible for us today, telling us that that is not the way that we are to live our lives. For, I think one of the biggest things, and I think I might have said this even here before, I think one of the biggest things for people who may not be part of a Christian community, may not go to church, may not believe in God, or really have a relationship with him, it isn't always that they have issue with Christ. It's not always that people who don't believe in God have an issue of what Christ came to teach and what he has done. Many times, sadly, the reason that many of us or many people in our society don't come to church are because of Christians. Maybe in the past, for good reason, they have been harmed by someone in their lives, or they have seen someone who claims to live a certain way, but doesn't act like that, or has encountered somebody who, who says that they're a great person, but doesn't live out that life, or who is quick to point out another person's faults instead of realizing their own. I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure many of us here can point to times where we have fallen into this trap. But Paul calls us away from that. He mentions the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
that's the way that we are to live as Christians as we interact with one another, but also those that we come in contact with in our lives. And you may have also heard another phrase, with freedom comes responsibility. I always thought it was great responsibility, but I think it's just with freedom comes responsibility. That is a phrase that is originally said by Eleanor Roosevelt, one of the first lady of the United States, talking about how we as a free people in this country have great responsibility. Because really, there's no one telling us how we ought to live our lives, what we are to do, where we are to work. But as free people, that's left to us. And what a blessing that is. And it comes with great responsibility. And I think the same thing is the case as Christians, where we who have been set free from sin carry a great responsibility. As we go out in a world who may be looking at us, wondering what this Christ is all about, who he is, and what this God is like, people see that in us, how we live our lives, how we interact with other people, and how we show other people Christ's love. And this can be very hard sometimes. It can be very tempting at times to fall into that yoke of slavery, to fall into sin, thinking that either we can justify ourselves before God or thinking, well, I can just sin all I want. God will forgive me and I can just do whatever I want. But that is not the point. That is not the way that we are called to live as Christian believers. And the comfort is this. That we are not alone in this journey. We are not alone as Christians, for God has given us a comforter. God has sent us his Holy Spirit that enables us and empowers us to live a Christian life. And that's what we celebrate. And that's what we enjoy and have the privilege to live out this summer, this year, whenever, every day of our lives. I still love the 4th of July. I'm looking forward to it next week. I have the opportunity to go back to Wisconsin. My grandpa always threw a 4th of July celebration where we'd light off fireworks. He lives way out in the country, so it's all legal, we think. But it's, it's a wonderful time. And I look forward to going to parades, seeing how we as a country unite together under the cause of freedom and rejoice in all the blessings that we have. And I think as Christians, we can and should do the same. We can rejoice in our Christian community that we have been forgiven, that we have been set free from the bondage of sin, and that we have been cleansed by Christ's blood. And we can live out the fruits of the Spirit, live out lives of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For these are fruits worth thanking God for. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.